Hello, welcome again. It's another Sunday and it's so great to be with you. How have you been? How has your week gone? How are you feeling in yourself? I am sure this meets you well, that we meet you well in your family. I believe God is doing great things in your life. I believe that this is a season where God is turning things around and changing things and putting things in order all for our good. He's working things out. So it doesn't matter whether you're going through a difficult time. It doesn't matter if you're going through a time of abundance. God is working all things together for our good. So I want you to stay encouraged. I want you to stay patient. I want you to continue to keep your eyes on the Lord. Amen. So I bring you greetings from my family. I want to thank Pastor for the opportunity to um, use this platform again. Um, this is Activate Church. We are so glad to welcome us into your homes again another week and if you're new it's so glad to see you we have been sharing uh our christian culture series um so we had talked about love we talked about humility we talked about service today we're going to talk about another big one um, i was thinking of doing another two because we're leading we're coming up to pentecost um but i felt this was quite a big one and i felt it probably would be good to have it on its own so that we can go into it we're not really going to go so deep but i think it'd be good for us to explore it a bit and um, see what god is saying to us i think this is useful for um, everyone no matter what age you are as long as you're a christian i think this is one of the very very important parts of our lives as Christians. And what are we talking about? We're talking about, we're going to talk about forgiveness today. Forgiveness. It is part of our culture as Christians. And it's something that should be our lifestyle. It should be our lifestyle. Nobody should tell you, oh, why haven't you ever forgiven him? Why haven't you forgiven? Did you forgive? Did you for I mean, it shouldn't be a question. It's something we should choose to do again and again and again and again. Amen. So let us pray. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. We honor you. Thank you for a beautiful day in your presence. Father, we ask, Lord, as we go into your word, that you would open the eyes of our understanding, that you would speak to us, Lord, that, Lord, we will hear you clearly, that your word will convict our hearts. Father, we ask that you would speak to us, Lord, Sense clear and still. Thank you, Father, for hearing us from God and prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's start. Forgiveness. What does it mean? I'm sure everybody has heard this word. I mean, it's a very, very common word. We use it all the time. Christians use it, non-Christians use it, people of all faiths use it. What does forgiveness mean? It's basically the act of forgiving. So what is forgiven? Amen. So forgiving means to, it means different things. We'll say it means to release from. It means to release, to release from blame, to let go, to release. Amen. So if someone has hurt you, someone has betrayed you, someone has um, said something about you that's not true, um, someone has done something intentionally that has gone against you someone has disappointed you and you decide to say that person is not to blame 
even though the person did it intentionally, even though the person did it to hurt you directly, even though the person did it to, to shame you, you decide it's okay. I release this person. It's fine. No problem. I'm going to take it as if this person didn't do it. So it's such a powerful, powerful concept, forgiveness. Such a powerful concept. We're going to look into it. Um, I want to start by saying, so Pastor has this brilliant book. Uh, it was actually originally done by his father, my father-in-law, Venazuko Obi, which was a great, great man of God. And this was one of his, you know, one of his big, big topics he used to preach around um, the country in Nigeria and the world. And it was so powerful. So he wrote a book about it and a few years ago Pastor revised it and added a few pen, you know, a few things to it. Um and I mean I've been looking at it over the last few days. I think everybody needs to read it. The book is called Why Forgive. It is a powerful book. So the first thing to know about forgiveness, the very first thing is to know that forgiveness is a choice you make. It's a choice you make. It's not a feeling. It's not a person has apologized to you. It's not a person has repented or is remorseful. It's a choice you have to make. And really, as Christians, there's no reason why we shouldn't make, make it a choice. We make it a choice so much that it goes into us. It becomes us. And, I mean, things will happen in our lives. We don't, we don't need to think about it. We don't need to cry. We don't need to hurt. We just forgive and keep going on. We forgive and keep going on. We learn and we keep going on. It should be our lifestyle. So let's go to, to the... I would say one of the most um, memorable passages on forgiveness and it's from Matthew chapter 18 from verse 20 to 35. Matthew chapter 18. Read from verse 21. The parable of the unforgiving or the unmerciful servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay his debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees and begged, I will pay. He said, be patient with me, he begged. I will pay back everything. I don't know how long, how long he thought it would take him to pay back 10 thousand bags of gold. I don't want to imagine why he borrowed 10,000 bags of gold. He probably borrowed it over a long time. I don't know, but it was a lot. 
I mean, think about it. It was a lot. But he said, I will pay everything. He begged. Look at what happened next. The servant's master took pity on him and cancelled the debt and let him go. You see, it was a merciful master. Don't forget, these are servants. They're not like contemporaries. They're not like his friends. They're servants. But he pitied him. He looked at him. He said, this man may never be able to pay this thing. He just pitied him. And he said, he cancelled the debt and let him go. Maybe there's someone who needs a debt cancellation. Maybe there's someone who needs to be let go. I want to prophesy to you that today is the day that that debt is cancelled and you're let go. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Verse 28 said, But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. A hundred silver coins. So you can make the comparison how much he owed and how much he was owed. He grabbed him by the neck. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay his debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. The master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? I mean, it's the least you can do just to do to somebody else what has been done to you. In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Then, this is how my heavenly father would treat each of you unless you forgive the brother or sister from your heart. Some of us may not have seen this. And this is what your heavenly father will do to you. And this is coming from the lips of Jesus. It's, coming, it's not an Old Testament prophet. It's coming from the lips of Jesus. This is what my heavenly father, this is how he will treat you. Unless you forgive from your heart. It's not mouth. It's not okay, I've heard. It's enough. You know, mouth something. But by the next day, you say, eh, that's how you did it. You didn't pay me that money. You didn't do me like this. From your heart. Amen. Let's unpack this. So, Peter came and asked Jesus, I mean, you know, my, my brother does something to me. I'm sure seven times is enough grace. Jesus said, mm -mm, not seven times. Seventy times seven. Seventy. Seven times. And then he started to tell them this parable of a great king. And he decided, let's settle our accounts. Let me, let's see those people who are owing me. And he called and they bought the books and the records. And he, this first man was owing him so much. And he had compassion on this man who gave him. 
and Mao just feeling good. I was whistling out of the palace, feeling cool with himself. And as he got out, he saw somebody owing him, I don't know, 15 naira. Okay, let's even say, okay, 500 naira. And he held him and said, you must pay. And the same thing happened. The way he begged the king was the same way this man begged him. I will pay you back everything. Just be patient with me. He didn't say, I won't pay you. He said, I will pay you everything. Just be patient with me. But no, this man said, he refused. And he bundled this man and put him in prison. I think it's interesting and remarkable what his fellow servants did. What the fellow servants did. Because this was the turning point. Imagine if the fellow servants didn't do anything. Imagine if they saw what happened that day. And just said, okay, imagine if they were even angry. They were angry. Hmm, see this man, he didn't forgive what this did, even though the ogre forgave him. I'm like, let's go home and eat about. No, they were angry and they did something about it. They went and reported him. It's something that all of us should be mindful of. Don't be in a place where injustice happens around you and you keep quiet and you refuse to take action. Someone is oppressed, especially when it's happening in church. Someone is being oppressed or abused. You know, in the, within the, the, the brotherhood or the brethren. And you just see it as a it's not my business. I'm not saying we should poke uh, you know, we should mind other people's business or poke our noses into people's, you know, affairs. But let injustice not happen around you. Let oppression not happen around you. And you just chill. You just ignore it. Especially in the household of God. It is because of the action that they took that it was brought to the attention of the master. So, they brought it to the attention of the master. The master said, wow, you are wicked. So it's wickedness not to show the mercy that you have been shown. It's wickedness not to show the grace that you have been shown. It's wickedness not to forgive as you have been forgiven. And when you read this book, I'm not going to give you all the spoilers because I think you should get it. You see, before we, you know, we look at, we listen to this story and we're like, oh, that man is, you know, that unforgiveness, he's so wicked. He's really, really, really wicked. You know, how can, how can, why didn't he forgive? But all of us are guilty of what he has done. All of us without exception. Because Jesus forgave us. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus gave everything for our sakes. He gave up everything. Came and died the death of the criminal of course. Forgave us of, you know, this, this sin that we could never have paid for. A debt we could never have paid and lived. Jesus came and did it for us. Showed us grace. Brought us, elevated us. We are now like he's, we are now co-heirs with him. Sitting with him in heavenly places. 
And still, our brothers, our sisters, our friends would wrong us, who hurt us, and we would be told forgiveness. Some of them would even apologize and beg us. And we would say no. And we call ourselves Christians. We are, we are, we're even worse than this unforgiving servant. We are worse. We would lock them up in our hearts. That's, our, that's the prison. We lock them in our hearts. We throw away the key. It says you will stay. Do you know there are people who have been in unforgiveness for decades? Decades. There are people who, I can't forgive my mother. I can't forgive my father. I can't forgive this person. I can't forgive that person. And don't get me wrong. It's not easy to forgive. It's not convenient to forgive. Someone may have abused you. Someone may have taken advantage of you. Someone may have betrayed your trust. Someone may have hurt you deeply. Someone may have, you know, looked down on you and looked down on your love and on your generosity. So it's not easy. But again, it's a choice you make. It's a choice you make. It's not the way you feel. So we're going to look, be looking at why. Why is it important to forgive? Why forgive? Amen. And number one is because the Bible teaches us to. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. And it says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Amen. So because Christ has forgiven us, we have no excuse but to forgive one another. Amen. And let's also look at Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Luke chapter 6, verse 37. And he says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Amen. And we also know that in the, in the Lord's Prayer, after Jesus had taught the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said, when you are, when you stand to pray, forgive, forgive anyone who's wronged you. When Jesus talked about faith in Matthew 11 again, Jesus also talked about forgiveness following that passage. Amen. So one is the Bible commands us to forgive. Amen. Two is we receive forgiveness and mercy when we forgive. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. And it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So when you forgive, you receive forgiveness. It's like a bank, it's like grace. It's like mercy. It's like love. When you give, it's like you are storing it for yourself to use later. So you give mercy, you get mercy. You give love, you give, you get love. You give forgiveness, you get forgiveness. And it's very, very important, forgiveness. Because as we would see later, 
it can affect our relationship with God. It can, it, it can affect our relationship with others. Amen. So why do we forgive? We forgive to release ourselves from hurt. Some people say, you know, I'm sure people, you've, you've heard it before, that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So who is, who is hurting? You are hurting. You are holding the unforgiveness and you are the one who is holding the pain to yourself. You're the one who is suffering. You're the one who is dying slowly. You're the one whose bowels are rotting. You're the one who is having all the problems, all the gas, all the congestion. Because you are the one holding. And so many people that we are holding these grudges against don't even know that we are holding grudges against. So they're walking around freely, eating, drinking, sleeping. And we are not sleeping. We're tossing and turning in the night. We're walking the floor. We're upset. We're crying. We're pulling our hair. So, but when you forgive, you just it's just like a release, as you said. It's a release. And you just feel light. You feel easy. You release yourself from hurt. Amen. When we forgive, we are a good example. It's the culture. So when you forgive, I mean, this has come up very, very recently in, in Nigeria, as we know, because there was a young girl who had um, hurt some people by what she said. And as she was unwell and, you know, had a terminal illness, she decided to go and ask for forgiveness for the people who hurt her, which was a good step to take. And unfortunately, she went to some of those, some people, and they said no. They refused to forgive her. They refused to forgive her. And people questioned their Christianity. People questioned if they really knew God. People questioned why. Because they know it's not, it's very unchristian to withhold forgiveness. The Christian culture is to forgive. But imagine if they had forgiven very quickly because they finally did after a lot of pressure. Imagine if they had forgiven very easily and given grace. It would have been a great example. People would have gone like, wow, this is so good. Because we have so many, so many examples. We have so many examples. People forgiving, you know, people who've killed, you know, their family members. People forgiving, you know, people who have betrayed them. People forgiving their spouses who've been unfaithful. We have had so many examples. And those examples are testimonies that people hear and go like, wow, so this is possible. Wow, so it's possible to come back from this. Wow. So you're a good example when you forgive. Amen. And then we build relationships. We build relationships. We're going to go to the verse, you know, where Jesus talks about this a bit later. So let's just look briefly at the consequences of not forgiving. The consequences. The consequences are there. Believe me. So when we do not forgive, as we've read in the parable, of your merciful servant. We also receive unforgiveness. What happened to that, that servant when his master found out he did, he did not forgive? He was tormented. They caught him. They tormented him. They threw him into prison. To, and he must repay. 
And what did Jesus say? This is how my heavenly father will treat you. So you receive unforgiveness. And so many of us, it's difficult for us to accept this or comprehend this because we know that God is faithful and just to forgive us. But is it right that we withhold forgiveness? Because we know when we forgive, then God forgives us. So it's very, very important. Very important. Let's look at Mark chapter 11, verse 25, talking about hindered prayers. And I referred to this earlier, Mark chapter 11, verse 25. It says, when you stand prayer, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive your sins. So when you stand praying, why? Remember before then, um, Mark eleven twenty three, which is a famous faith verse, you know, Jesus had talked about this. And in verse 24, he says, when you pray, believe you have received it, then you will have it. And then when you stand praying, forgive. So they're all connected. They're all connected. It's faith, prayer, forgiveness. And I'm sure we've all experienced when we feel hurt and we're withholding forgiveness or we're angry, you know, we're holding something in our heart or holding a grudge and you try to pray, you find that it's hard. You find it's difficult. You find you will struggle. You will struggle. And the longer you hold it, the longer you keep struggling. You keep struggling. You keep struggling to pray. You keep struggling to connect. Because it constitutes a barrier. It constitutes a barrier and disrupts your fellowship with God. It disrupts your worship. So it's so important that you forgive. Don't waste any time, any time because you don't even want to spend a second with a disrupted relationship with God. You don't want to spend a second out of God's presence, out of God's covering. You don't want to spend a second disconnected from God. So waste no time in forgiving. Amen. Amen. And what's another consequence? It's we endanger our health. And um, so whether it's our physical health, our mental health. There are so many stories of people who didn't get healed until they forgave. There are so many stories of people who developed illnesses because they refused to forgive. There are so many stories. And there's a lot of research that has been done on this as well. A lot and lots of scientists and these, some Christian scientists, some secular scientists, done a lot of studies on this. And they have found that unforgiveness is related to cancer, high blood pressure, osteoarthritis, all sorts of things, cysts, lumps, things like that, chest pain, unforgiveness. So you endanger your physical health, but your mental health is even the big one because you can't think clearly because it affects you, you feel bitter, you feel upset, you're resentful. It's difficult for you to show love. It's difficult for you to love when you are living in unforgiveness so the consequences are there and really really especially 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 your connection to god hindered prayers these are things that can be a matter of life and death can be a matter of life and death 
you don't want to be caught napping in unforgiveness. Amen. And what are the benefits of forgiveness? I told you last week that all of these, all of these against them, there is no law. There is no downside to forgiveness. Amen. So we reap God's forgiveness, of course, when you forgive. And we've read this in so many, so many of the passages we've read today. When we forgive, God forgives us. We receive mercy. We receive grace. Let's read Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 to 24, talking about restoration of relationship. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. It says, Therefore, if you are offering your gifts at the altar, and there remember that a brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, Go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Can you see that? Can you see that? He said, leave your gift there. So even your giving, even your worship, God is more interested that you go and reconcile with your brother before you come and give that gift. He's not saying you should take away the gift. They leave the gift there. Yeah? So your worship, your worship is affected. Everything is affected. Leave it there. That is why, you know, to tell couples, don't go to bed angry. Don't go to bed unless you've settled your scores. Don't go to bed unless you have forgiven each other. Don't hold back because it can be a matter of life and death. Amen. So leave your gift there. And when you, when you go and seek forgiveness or forgive someone, you restore that relationship. You restore that brother. You know, some of the things about me, I want to talk about a lot about, I mean, the difference between, you know, the way people manage their relationships here or other cultures, you know, manage their relationships and how we manage our relationships. If someone, you hear someone has said something about you, someone has hurt you, someone has done something to you, what's the best thing to do? Go and meet that person. Oh, I didn't like how you spoke. I'm not very happy about the way you treated me. Oh, I felt a bit like this when you said that. Or, um, I'm not very happy about this and that. The person may not even, oh, I'm so sorry, or I didn't mean it like that. Or the person did it intentionally. The person said, oh, I didn't mean for you to take it like that. I'm sorry you felt that way. This was what I wanted, so, 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 and so, and so. And once that is done, that, that relationship is healed. That relationship, I mean, you can continue from there. So you, you gain those relationships. The Bible says you gain the brother. So, but you know, someone does something, you, you, you go first to that person. Person agrees, you've gained the brother. And when, when you when you read the passage where, because sometimes people say, eh, I went to him, I asked him. He didn't agree. What did the Bible say following that? Go with two or three people. Go with some other person. And go and ask again. And go and beg again. Go and seek forgiveness. So you don't stop at anything. You don't say, oh, I called him, he refused to take my call. I sent him a text, he didn't reply me. I didn't. No, you do everything you can. Amen. You do everything you can. In fact, I was I was asking, uh, Pastor, you know, eh, okay, what if... And this, the book addresses this as well. The book, you should get that book. I said, what if somebody hurts you? Um, knowingly or unknowingly, you know, and then, you know, you feel angry or whatever. But you decide, okay, I'll forgive. And just forgive in your heart. 
you need to go and talk to that person. You need to tell that person. You know, must you tell the person that you've forgiven them? Yeah. But, but what does the Bible say? Exactly. So we live our lives based on God's word. And God's word is go and meet that person who has hurt you or who you hurt. Because it's either way. Go and meet that person. And then you gain a brother. Amen. So physical and mental well-being, of course. You know, people who are easygoing, easy forgive, you know, forgive very easily, let go very easily, don't hold grudges. You see that they're more easygoing, have less anxiety, less depression, less worries, less quarrel, less, you know, aggression and all that. So it's good for your physical and mental well-being. And of course, peace, you know, if you just have peace of mind. Nothing is worrying you. Nothing is coming. Oh, is it this? Is it that? You have peace. One of the things I think is also very important about forgiveness is you learn. You learn. Because sometimes the things we go through and sometimes the things God allows us to go through is for a reason. It's part of what we call the process. You see, God is taking you somewhere. God is building you into an edifice. God wants you to conform to the image of Christ. And for him to do that, he cannot be petting you and giving you sweet and mineral. You need to go through a process. And many times that process can be difficult. Many times that process can be trying. And because we are on earth and we live with human beings and we are all in this fallen, in this flesh. We are prone to be hot and we are prone to hurt others. But why do they say forgiveness is divine? Because it takes God's grace, God's divine power to truly forgive from our hearts. To truly forgive from our hearts. So, it is so important that we learn to do this. It will help quicken our process. It will help us to learn as we go. It will help us, to, you know, it will sharpen our edges. So if someone has betrayed you, for instance, or someone has hurt you, rather than hold on to that hurt, you forgive and you learn. You accept it's part of my process. It's part of the process. And then it takes you to a higher level. So I want us to always remember, no matter what it is we have gone through, it is part of the process. And God will use it and turn it around for our good. No matter how painful, no matter how ugly, no matter how dare, no matter how problematic, God is able to turn it around for our good, to profit us. So that when we tell our story, so that when we say, this is where I've come from, we can appreciate it and other people can appreciate it. And it's only God who can do these things. That is only God who could have done it. Amen. So there is grace. There is grace for forgiveness. In fact, the book Pastor also talks about faith to forgive. Faith to forgive. 
and something that always um, delights me and also challenges me about how pastor lives because it talks about imbibing God's word. You know, you meditate on God's word, meditate on it, meditate on it until it informs everything you do. It informs everything. It informs your thinking. It informs everything you do. If you're able to do this, believe me, it will not be difficult for you. It will be part of you. It will be so easy for you to let go. It will be so easy for you to move on. It will be so easy for you to build your relationships back again. So there is grace for forgiveness. In case there is anyone you need to forgive. Maybe someone who has hurt you deeply. Someone who has said something to you that you can't forget. Someone who has done something to you that you can't forget. There is grace to rise above it and to forgive. To learn from it and accept that it's part of your process. And to give that person or, the, or that individual the same grace that you have been given. Because again, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So there is grace to forgive. I want us to reflect on this. Am I a forgiving person? Am I someone who forgives easily? Am I someone who lets go easily? Or am I someone who holds on? Holds on to Am I holding on to any hurts? Sometimes we don't even know because we know how to compartmentalize. We will just pack it somewhere in our brain and just shoot it somewhere. But if we reflect deeply, is there anyone in my life? Because I'm talking about anybody you don't talk to. Anyone you're like, I don't talk to this person anymore. I've got enough. You don't have to be friends. And this is something else the book goes into. You don't have to be friends with the person. But it is important to it is very important to forgive, to let go of the heart. And how do you know you forgive? Forgive it. No hurt, no pain, peace. You don't get triggered. You know, when either you see that person or you see someone who has done something similar, or you've been watching TV and, you know, something happens that reminds you of it, you don't feel triggered. You just feel angry, bitter. You know, you just feel uptight. All that just goes. And you can tell the story easily. You can say, oh, this person did this, 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 this is how I felt at the time, but I'm over it. And let it not take time. Some people, it takes a lot of time to process it. It's not easy, I know. But as I said, if we truly are who we say we are, if we are truly Christians, and I want you to see how the Bible talks about it in so many places. You can go back and do a study on it. You know, I say like, he rolls up God's tongue when he's talking about forgiveness. He rolls up, do you know what I mean? He rolls up his tongue. He's not saying, I know it's hard. Um, if if it's, you know, deeper, take your time, go through it, go through the emotions, then forgive, you know, you know, give it some time. No, he just says, forgive, forgive. Remember to forgive, 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 forgive. As if it's so easy. 
And that's how it's supposed to. So I want to challenge you today to live a life of forgiveness. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify you. We honor you. We praise you. Thank you because the entrance of your word brings light. Father, we thank you for your word today. I want to pray for anyone who is struggling with unforgiveness. Anyone who is struggling with pain, with hurts. Anyone who is struggling with betrayal. Anyone who is struggling with something they cannot forget, they can't move past. Lord God, we ask for grace. Lord God, we ask for help. We ask for the administration of the Holy Spirit. That we will be able to forgive wholeheartedly from our hearts. That we'll be able to let go and rise upon it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because we know you have heard us. We asked and prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Let's pray for our offerings. Father, we thank you for all the givers we ask for your mercy for your grace, for your hand to come upon everyone. We ask for increase. We ask that you bless the work of their hands. We ask, Lord God, that you would increase them. We ask, Father Lord, you will have back-to-back blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Don't forget that Pastor Scott Jr. series on Tuesday, Bible Surfing, the Exposure of His Born Efficiency. We had a brilliant time last um, Tuesday. I mean, it was so interesting. You need to catch up. And we are continuing this Tuesday. Our Wednesday and our Friday prayer still hold all our meetings at 8 p.m. UK time. God bless you. We're trusting God for a great week. Don't forget, he is on your side. He is your shield. He is your buckler. He is the lifter of your head. He is saying to you, go in this thy might and do as occasion serve you. God is on your side. He's working things out. Wait, don't tarry. It will surely come. God's plans for you will surely come. And I am trusting that they will manifest this week in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you.